Today on We Here, Ja Rule filmed a wacky, low-budget commercial for a Greek restaurant, and he told Page Six that he's got no regrets. Lady Gaga gave her dad a $4 box of Oreos for Father's Day, and Gilbert Gottfried's daughter had a bat mitzvah on Zoom, which included an accidental flashing by an elderly guest. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. There's no dirt in this story, Maggie, only because the health department has inspected this one. <laughs> and I think it's got it, it's got an A grade. Um, Just I that hope. intro makes me want to say, it's murder, <laughs> which is immediately what I think of every time I think of Ja Rule. Yeah, Ja Rule dropped a cheesy ad for an L.A. Greek deli called Papa Christos. Um, Not to be confused with Papa John's. It's Papa Christos. Papa Christos. You ever been to Papa Christos, Maggie? It's on Pico Boulevard in L.A.? Can't say that I have. I was unfamiliar with it as well. Hmm. So this ad (laughs) came out in which Ja Rule is uh, singing the praises of Papa Christos He's mispronouncing a lot of Greek dishes and condiments like tzatziki. Mm-hmm. And um, and I guess people thought that this was real, although it turned out that it was maybe there was a method to Jaw Rule's madness. Mm. He talked to Tashara Jones, page six reporter, and told her... You know, there there was something good behind it. It turned out that this ad was part of promo for his new TBS show, which is called Celebrity Show Off. And uh, some of the proceeds went to charity, actually. It went to No Kid Hungry. Yeah, so when Ja Rule, when this commercial went online, a lot of people were making fun of Ja Rule, right? And um, he's had some trials and tribulations because, remember, he was part of the whole fire Festival thing, although... His business partner, Billy McFarlane, was the one who kind of went down for that. Um, and yes, Ja Rule. I, I believe Ja Rule claimed to have been bamboozled by the yes, whole fire. Yes, hoodwinked and bamboozled. Mm-hmm. Um, so he moved on. And um, so a bunch of people were making fun of him for this, for this, you know, that he had sunk so low as to be doing an ad for a Greek, a Greek deli. And um, one of the people who was trolling him online was 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. So you might remember, I, how could you forget that 50 Cent and Ja Rule have been embroiled in a rap beef. See, I'm using a lot of food innuendo here. Since Maybe some, some rap lamb if we're talking about Greek Some rap food. lamb, some rap gyros. Since the 90s, their feud actually started back in 1999. 50 Cent. Basically, after this ad dropped, he posted on social media to Jaw Rule, this is what happens. I'll have you and your whole label selling gyros. Wow. To me, that sounds great because I love Greek food. So what kind of threat is that? Well, also in this era, it's like you have to sort of diversify. And, you know, right now, so maybe it's like, 
you have all the people at the label selling gyros, maybe it's not a bad idea. But then Ja Rule told our own Tashara Jones that 50 Cent sort of like played into this, this trap because basically Ja Rule was just, he wanted everyone to make fun of him so that this commercial would get even more attention. And he told Tashara, I'm a marketing genius and this is all working exactly how I wanted to. He knows how to pull a stunt. Cue the evil laughter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he wrote the copy for this ad, but it's so funny. He's like, Papa Christos has got the best mother gyros you ever ate in your fucking life. Shit is so good. So instead of just our impression of the ad, here's a clip of what it actually sounded like. I'm going to just give you a rundown of some of my favorites. They got tzatziki. Oct- oh, hold on. Octopod tequila. Well, uh, whatever, but it's good. I, I, <laughs> Avalimano soup. Cobb pizza. And they got wine too. I'm telling you, come on down to Papa Cristo's. It's like no family business is getting behind you swearing up and down about their food. And he's wearing the I Heart Grease t shirt. <laughs> it doesn't sound so appetizing, I have to say. But. He can't you know, even pronounce yeah. the food. It's so goddamn good, he says. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. He also told Tashara, I did this commercial um, on the TV show, meaning this TBS show, that he's doing with Dwight Howard, Bella Thorne, and Bruce Willis's daughters. All kinds of people, he said. So the premise of the show is we create our own TV shows within the show. And mm. he explained that he took the small mom and pop shop Papa Christos that was struggling thanks to the coronavirus pandemic, and he did this to help them out. He said, I came up with this idea that I would do this silly-ass, cheesy 80s, 90s commercial, and people will hate on it and try to clown me, and it will go viral. And of course it did. And so he said, uh, apparently, somehow, (laughs) although it's kind of unclear to me, somehow half of this, he said, is benefiting charity, uh, a charity called No Kid Hungry, which is a real charity. And then Papa Christos, he said, gets a lot of free publicity. He also added as a message to 50 Cent, we're playing chess over here, not checkers. Woo! They're ready to battle again. So what did you think? Okay, now part of the problem with this is I have to admit that I saw the commercial after it had been revealed that this was all Mm -hmm. part of a show and, you know, it had all come out. So now... If you look at this commercial, if you just saw this commercial blind, Maggie, would you think this was real? I wouldn't, but a lot of people on Twitter did. They were like basically insinuating that Ja Rule is so desperate for work. He was doing stuff like this. Other people thought maybe this is performance art. Everyone's getting a little wacky in quarantine. Yeah, there was something about it that didn't ring totally true. Probably all the profanity, I guess. Have you ever tried to pronounce some of these Greek? I names? actually do have to admit I'm on the side chart. Besides Sadziki, um, all the other dishes that he mentioned that he had trouble pronouncing, I wouldn't be able to pronounce either. Well, and I sort of th- think of myself as having kind of a PhD in Greek diner cuisine. I know. I lived in Astoria for a really long time. I worked in a Greek restaurant. And the only one that he struggled with that I can say with confidence is agva lemono, which is lemon soup. Oh, I love lemon soup. Yeah. Also, some people thought that this was a ruse to 
distract from his involvement with Fire Festival, although that was kind of a long time ago. He got also, a lot of stuff to distract us between what happened at Fire Festival and how the world is now. He also was giving him a lot of credit. Yeah, he also yeah, yeah. He also has been TMZ had reported that he was seen playing he's been playing like small gatherings that he's advertising as COVID friendly through a um remember after the fire festival debacle he kind of pivoted to this other app called icon i believe where the idea was what yeah icon with two ends where different celebrities would sign up for this thing and then you'd be able to book them for to perform at parties directly and Mm -hmm. i guess negotiate with them or whatever so i guess he's been playing some small parties as well and um fitty sense also been making fun of him for that I mean, it, it's like you don't have to do a lot for 50 Cent to make fun of you. He's a professional troll. He goes after people for the slightest things. That's true. But I feel like Ja Rule gives people a lot to make fun of. Um, totally. Do you think that this will is only the beginning of like a Papa Christo's viral explosion although you never you never want to hear the words viral explosion in a Greek <laughs> diner I mean I when I saw this ad I was like let me look up Papa Christos and they actually are pretty highly reviewed on Yelp so prior to this commercial people were fans this is probably going to make them some kind of tourist hotspot for takeout and stuff and I'm sure people will be kind of recreating Ja Rule's commercial outside of it I haven't looked on Etsy, but I could almost predict that there are some Papa Christos t-shirts popping up on there right now. Lady Gaga might be a multimillionaire, but it turns out she gave her dad a box of Oreos for Father's Day. Yum. She's worth Sorry, Maggie, I know you hate when people say yum. <laughs> By the I way, do. one thing that our listeners might not know is that Maggie Coughlin hates when people oh. say the word yum, and especially when they say it like this. Oh, yum. Oh, God. Can we get back to the story? You're yummy. Please, please, Do please. a lot of people you know just say that? Like, how often does this come up for you? Well, as someone who is annoying as I am, I tend to say, oh, I hate when I say yummy, so I've made people yummy sensitive. Like, I hate hearing that word, so people outside of this podcast don't bring it up because it's like nails on the chalkboard but i came here to talk about oreos okay i don't want to talk about the word yum okay, or go, yummy. Go, okay so oreos so lady gaga bought her her dad joe germanata <laughs> revealed <laughs> <laughs> revealed during an interview um he, that for father's day he's like yeah my daughter stephanie aka lady gaga and that's a direct quote um, that he got, he, he, she, she got him a box of Oreos for his birthday. And he said, that was fantastic. I mean, you I mean, gotta not, love what, I got his birthday father's day. <laughs> say, do you want to say that whole line again? He said, my daughter, Stephanie, AKA Lady Gaga. And that is a direct quote, by the way, got me a box of Oreos for father's day. And it was fantastic. Oreos are great, but that just proves the point that like, no one ever knows what to get their dad on father's day. You end up getting him like something made of leather or a subscription to something he doesn't know how to figure out. And meanwhile, he probably just wants a box of cookies. 
Oh, that's a good point. I mean, Lady Gaga is apparently worth $275 million. And how much is a box of Oreos? Ugh. That's a great question because in the New York City area, I've seen Oreos. You know, there's levels to Oreos. You got your thins. You got your mega stuff. You got your double stuff. You got regular Oreos. You got birthday cake Oreos. And the price points are all over the place. Like, you can't go into my bodega and get a box or a package of Oreos for less than five bucks. Wow. See, I've got, I've missed the boat on all this Oreo diversification. I got to get with it. But the thing is, Lady Gaga, once again, I think this Oreo gift, she has her finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist because it turns out that, I don't know if you had noticed this, Maggie, in various, there were in, in finance news in late April, the makers of Oreos reported a spike in first quarter sales this year because of unprecedented gains as consumers in lockdown were just shoving Oreos in their face nonstop. So there's like been a huge spike in Oreo sales during, um, during the coronavirus lockdown. Comfort food. It came in very handy when we were first kind of coming to terms with what was happening and Oreos. I mean, when I have to work late in the office during award show season, the snack, I always bring Oreos. They're comforting. It's an activity and a snack. You do? Wait, when yeah. do you bring in Oreos? I've never when seen I work, you in Oreos. Well, because you're not there on Sunday nights. That's why. If you have to work an award show, we always bring oh. snacks in. So if we're covering like the Oscars or the Emmys or the Grammys, people usually bring in snacks. You know, we have food while we're working late. I always bring Oreos. It's like, it's going to be okay, guys. Have an Oreo. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah. I can't be seen eating Oreos during regular business hours. That's not good for my image. Yeah, totally. Well, I don't have time to be tied down to an image. Um, the I don't know, you know what that is. So um, the, uh, Joe Germanata did say that his other daughter, Lady Gaga's sister. Um, Natalie. Natalie Gaga. She, uh, I think they went on like a bike ride or a walk together or something like that. So he didn't really rack up on Father's Day. Um, he said he was busy. He was actually working on Father's Day because he's preparing to reopen his restaurant. Now, mm. one thing you might remember, and I might, I, this is my personal opinion, and I might be reading too much into this Oreo gift, but remember we had reported in page six that there was a bit of a feud between Lady Gaga, or a rift between Lady Gaga and her dad um, involving the restaurant because at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, Joe Germanata, when restaurants were suffering during the pandemic and were closed down, he had started some sort of like GoFundMe page for the staff. And there was a backlash where people said like, hey, your daughter's, you know, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Do you really need us to donate money for you to keep your business afloat? We had reported that Lady Gaga was kind of privately miffed about that and he ended up apologizing for it and then lady gaga right after that went on to launch that big concert that aired on all the networks and she raised like millions of dollars for for charity so maybe the oreo thing was like a bit of a like Hmm. i don't know maybe there was like a statement there Maybe she just forgot it was Father's Day, which is what I did. And I called my dad and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot it was Father's Day. And he said, honestly, Meg, I didn't even realize it was Father's Day until you called me. <laughs> really? Which, 
Yeah, clearly we're cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I didn't get I don't know. I don't I don't think I got anything for Father's Day either. I was made to dress up like Elsa. I was made I had to work for my children on Father's yeah, yeah, Day. Yeah, exactly. Um so do you know, Maggie, who the um makers of Oreo who do you think owns Oreo? What company, if you had to guess, owns Oreos? I mean I, in my mind, think that Nabisco owns every cookie and then Miss Fields owns the other – or excuse me, Mrs. Fields. She's married to Mr. Right. Fields. She owns the other ones. But I, I don't Without think that's right. Keebler could own a couple. Cookie Facts with Ian Moore. Cookie that Facts. Cookie News right here. Well, actually, Maggie, Nabisco and Oreo and the whole thing is all owned by Mondelez International. They also own Triscuits. <laughs> Love Triscuits. Cadbury. Oh, my God. Cadbury is the way to my heart. And Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah, I'm not that big into cream cheese. See, Lady Gaga <laughs> could have done a whole Mondelez gift pack for Father's Day <laughs> with Oreos, Triscuits, Cadbury, like cream eggs, and some Philadelphia cream cheese. That would That's a gift right there. That's a, that's a gift? That sounds like a dietary issue. <laughs> All those things together. Th- that's a gift when you buy your Father's Day present at a Wawa. That's, uh, I was just getting gas in my car. Mom texted <laughs> me, don't forget it's Father's Day, and I had to right. pick up a quick gift. Right. I picked this up at Shell. Dad, you're the creme de la creme, so here's some cream cheese. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried and his family got quite the shock when they held a Zoom bat mitzvah for his daughter Lily last week because a 70-year-old guest accidentally exposed herself on the call. Yeah, a source told our own Mara Siegler and Emily Smith that the woman, quote, wasn't familiar with how to work Zoom and proceeded to take off her bathing suit, get naked, and take a shower in the middle of the bat mitzvah. Entirely on camera. Um, Did she have the computer in the bathroom? Well, apparently someone remarked then, OMG, Francine is naked. Francine! Apparently the woman um, had just come back from the pool. And she had never used Zoom before. So I guess she thought she was just going to kind of like listen in on the bat mitzvah while she showered and got changed. But she was like the main event she was the entertainment at the bat mitzvah i mean imagine trying to focus on your torah portion and then francine is just stripping off her clothes hopping in the shower totally so uh, yeah a source elaborated she couldn't figure out how to get the sound to work so she couldn't hear anyone <laughs> telling her she was naked and she didn't realize that we could all see her get undressed walk around her bathroom take a shower and answer the phone with a close-up shot Oh, no. For those uninitiated, you are bat mitzvahed when you're 13. So I'm sure this was hilarious to 13-year-olds. That is true, actually. At least that's when you become a woman. So this was some adult entertainment. Um, <laughs> apparently, you, you know Richard, you know Richard Belzer? I love Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer, the comedian... The Bells, who's also right, he was on Law and Order and Homicide Life on the Street. He was apparently at this Zoom celebration 
tuning in from his home in France. And apparently after the ceremony, he commented in a sort of postmortem chat that guests had. OMG. A lot of people are saying OMG at this button. It's a OMG. Did you see that? There was a nude women woman walking around topless. And he added, he figured, hey, let's all take off our tops just to make her feel comfortable. Well, I'm bottomless. Anyone want to join us? Even Richard Belzer said after this incident, I have to take some medication now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Another, another guest um, did try to come to Francine's aid, and he said that he called her in a panic and told her 70 people are watching her on Zoom walk <laughs> around naked. A person for every year of her life watching her exactly i mean the best part of the story though is that the woman took it all in stride and apparently her comment on the whole thing was that's how i roll damn francine that's yeah. a self-confidence i would like to have <laughs> well, francine sent a really good gift you know right she made quite the splash she might as well send well, a savings bond or two yeah if this thing was recorded yeah <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, I didn't even think of that. Well, and it also could be a gift because if you had Gilbert Gottfried as the hosting the party, and then you've got Richard Belzer and who knows what other comics were in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the gift is that this is going to end up in all of their stand-up routines. It's a weird bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah theme, though. Nudity. Hmm. <laughs> what was the theme of your bat mitzvah? Geriatric nudity. What was yours? Ice skating. Huh. So, Maggie, I never was bar mitzvahed, believe it or not. Um, hmm. Yeah, my my mom didn't really go in for uh, that stuff, um, even though I'm Jewish. Oddly, if I did have a bar mitzvah theme, though, now that I think about it, I guess it would have been naked old ladies. But what <laughs> what um, did you have a bar mitzvah? You you're you're a you're a secret Jew. I'm half Jewish. My mother is Jewish, but I was raised Catholic. So I did not have a bat mitzvah. I attended many bat mitzvahs. And I don't know. I guess my theme would be like, you look very Irish, but you're actually also Jewish. Oh, an Irish bat mitzvah. <laughs> that sounds like a buddy comedy waiting to be written. <laughs> totally. You could have gotten, if you had booked them on Ja Rule's app icon, you could have had House of Pain play it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a very bot mitzvah, <laughs> Irish bot mitzvah act, even though it turns out House of Pain is not Irish, I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, I, learned yeah. that, I learned that in, a, in, a, in that documentary on L.A. that's on Netflix right now. I think my theme would be gifts and like finger foods. I was always impressed by the fact that at all of my friends' bot and bar mitzvahs, there was always just like a catering tray of French fries. Just like, wow, Ooh. you can get as many fries as you want. There's also like marble cake. But the thing is, <laughs> I I always found the bar mitzvah scene to be very intimidating. And part of it was because when I had, I guess you're in like eighth grade, right? Or seventh grade? Yeah, seventh, yeah. Grade. seventh grade. Seventh or eighth grade. And I, it was like a time in your life where you come back to school from the summer and all the girls are like much more sophisticated than the boys. And they're also all taller than the boys mm. or at least taller than me. Let's face it. Yes. They're I definitely remember wearing like linen pants and a wedge sandal 
to somebody's bar mitzvah and then all the boys were just wearing like short sleeve button down shirts and it's like did you even try i remember kids really bad though at the bar mitzvah like i remember there were kids like there were girls that were like smoking at the bar mitzvah but Ooh. i mean this was like brooklyn you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah they don't play up- at this bar mitzvah they, they're like at the bar <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. If you're a nude old lady, come on down. Sure, that is it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. Send us an email at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review and tell us what your bar mitzvah theme was. We will be back tomorrow with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.